0: This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report.
1: On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, we're joined by Mitchell Forty, Missouri beat writer for PowerMizzou.com, part of the Rivals Network up there in Columbia, Missouri. We preview Vanderbilt and the Tigers as Missouri rolls into Nashville. This is a 3 o'clock Eastern time kickoff on the sec network missouri is coming into this matchup as a 16 and a half point favorite 62 and a half is the over under so vegas is expecting a lot of points in this one but we asked mitch about missouri's injuries coming into this game but also how connor basilic has performed this season and what can we can expect from uh, missouri's rush defense going up against vanderbilt's run game with mike wright Patrick Smith and and Rocco Griffin. So we discuss that uh, with with Mitchell Forty, but also I give you uh, my three key things to watch and also predictions, as always. We've got all that and much more coming right up here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. Let's ride.
0: You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation, Anchor Down.
1: Welcome into the Door Report. It is episode 120. It is October 29th, 2021, and we are powered by the folks over at Alaco Finewood Floors. Will Byram is unable to make it today, so I'm riding solo for the Missouri Preview, but we're still rocking and rolling. We'll get to my three things to watch. Uh, we will get to my predictions, and also I'll be joined a little bit later by Mitchell Forty. He is a Missouri beat reporter for powermazoo.com That is part of the Rivals Network over there at Missouri. He will join uh, me a little bit later. But before we get to the full Missouri Preview and then the interview with Mitchell Forty, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at door underscore report and instagram door dot report like us on facebook subscribe to our youtube channel our podcast is available on acre itunes spotify and google podcasts and while you're at it give our podcast five stars and a review on itunes all right let's get to the missouri preview
0: before history is written Bobby Orr, behind the it's played before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flowing job to a lock of fine wood floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303. Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Craftsmanship you can stand
1: on. All right, let's get into the Missouri preview. The Tigers rolling into Nashville at 3-4 overall. Vanderbilt enters this matchup at 2-6. 3 o'clock Eastern time kickoff on the SEC Network. Missouri coming into this matchup is a 16.5-point favorite, the over-under at 62.5. These are the only two winless teams in the conference, and they are desperate for a victory. Vanderbilt is looking to snap a 17-game conference losing streak. You may ask, when was their last SEC win? Well, it was Missouri at home back in 2019, 21-14 And this is, by far, this game against Missouri, by far the most winnable game left on the Commodores' schedule. Uh, Missouri's offense so far this season is up there in the top five in passing yards in the SEC. 2018 passing yards, that's fourth in the SEC. 288 passing yards per game, that's third in the SEC. Their rushing attack ranks more towards the bottom half of the league, but Tyler Beatty is, is no slouch. He's still A solid running back. He's got 735 yards and nine touchdowns on the season. The Tigers quarterback is Connor Basilak. He has been leading the offense all season long. He's been a little bit up and down, but his numbers are nothing to look past. 1,920 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and he's also been sacked seven times. So you could say uh, he's somewhat turnover prone, so we'll see how that may impact uh, this game. And if Vanderbilt is able to get some takeaways, uh, we'll, we'll get to that later in my uh, three things to watch his seven interceptions are tied for second most in the sec so if vanderbilt can get some pressure on Basilac and maybe force him to make some throws he doesn't want to make that could make an impact in this game for missouri also there are four players with over 200 receiving yards towski dove kiki chisholm tyler Beatty, the running back and chance looper but news earlier this week coming out of missouri is uh, telling us that chance looper is doubtful to play so The fourth leading receiver on the team will likely not be able to go, so they still have Dove, Chisholm, and Beatty there in the receiving core. All right, that's pretty much the preview again. Vanderbilt, Missouri, this will kick off at 3 o'clock Eastern time on the SEC Network, and you know, for me, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this Vanderbilt team responds after getting boat raced at home against Mississippi State. And I think heading into this Missouri game, this is a game that, Many Vanderbilt fans believe this would be their best SEC uh, chance to win an SEC game Now South Carolina, they were obviously very close there, but this Missouri defense is really struggling right now and uh, even a little bit later Mitchell forty will touch on it uh, as he joins the podcast. but this is this is an opportunity. this is just a golden opportunity for Vanderbilt to to come in come come back to their home field and, and, and get a win against Missouri. So we'll have to see. But now let's get to my three things to watch in this game. I want to start off with the question of can Vandy's defense keep the takeaways coming? And before I dive into a little bit more of this, I've got a few amazing stats here that I think could surprise some people. The Commodores have recorded multiple interceptions in four straight games for the first time since 2011. Their 10 interceptions are tied for ninth most in the nation and more than the previous two seasons combined with only eight. So this this season for Vanderbilt defensively has been one for the record books. And I don't say that lightly because 10 interceptions already this season is tied for ninth most in the nation. So th- that's something that we haven't seen a Vanderbilt defense do in a while. And Clark Lee's imprint is most definitely visible in another stat here, Vandy and Alabama are the only teams in the SEC that feature at least three players who have caught multiple interceptions. So when you're comparing Vanderbilt to Alabama, you definitely know uh, this defense is doing something right. But I think with this defense, the takeaways have not necessarily played a, a big role in the in these games. I think they I think they played a big role in, in the South Carolina game, but Vanderbilt had takeaways against Mississippi State, but the offense did absolutely nothing. Uh, to complement that. They were not playing any complimentary football whatsoever against Mississippi State. So in this game against Missouri, if Vanderbilt does not have any takeaways, I don't think they have a chance. But if the Commodores have multiple takeaways in this game, I think they have a puncher's chance. And I said the same thing last week against Mississippi State. I know that. But Missouri's defense is not Mississippi State's defense. Mississippi State's defense, I think, was underrated going into that Vanderbilt game. And, And I don't think we gave them enough respect. But this Missouri defense is one of the worst in the league. They're, they're, they're in the basement in, in, in every statistical category. And the Commodores must get takeaways on their defensive side of the ball. So in this game, if Vanderbilt is able to disrupt Connor Bazalek, maybe get him off his spot, get him rolling out of the pocket, maybe uh, get some pressure on him as, as with a sack and maybe force a fumble or, or get takeaways however they can – I think they're in this ballgame. And I say that because Missouri is a – they're beatable. Because if you look at their schedule, SEMO, Southeast Missouri, gave I – th- I think put up 28 points on, on, their, on their defense. So this Vanderbilt team should be able to put up points. And if they don't, I think that's very, very concerning. Now, the offense has been concerning all season long. But I think if you can't put up points against a Missouri defense that has really struggled and they're banged up, that points to even more deeper issues um, with this offense. So my first key thing to watch is, can Vandy's defense keep the takeaways coming? We'll have to see tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern time. Number two for me is, can Vandy establish the run? I talked about Missouri's defense. They're giving up 286 rushing yards per game. That's six yards per carry. And they've scored 21 touchdowns. Um, So, you know, this is... This is something where you know you look at Missouri, and it, it's it's something that you look at. And you're like, okay, if, if Vanderbilt can establish the run and 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 score and score against a Missouri defense that has not played well at all this season, I think Vanderbilt will be in this game. It's a golden opportunity for Vandy's running game to finally open up more opportunities in the play action pass game. And I said their defense has scored 21 touchdowns. They've given up uh, 21 touchdowns there, Missouri's defense. So. Mike Wright and the running backs, I think, uh, tomorrow could have tons of success in the read-option game. And also keep an eye on a long run from Mike Wright and a read-option keeper. That's my lock of the game. I think a 40-yard run for Mike Wright, you can lock that in just because of his ability to to, to make that fake and then quickly bust it upfield and get upfield as quickly as he can. I think Mike Wright will have a 40-plus-yard run uh, tomorrow sometime. Not sure when it will be. If it's in the fourth quarter, uh, so be it. But uh, I think Mike Wright could have a lot of success in the in the quarterback read option game. Last week against Mississippi State, Vandy ran the ball 17 times for nine yards. I don't think that's how Coach Lee drew it up. And Missouri's defense is not Mississippi State. We, we, we've talked about that. So chances are Vandy is not going to rush for nine yards on Saturday. And they also have to run the ball more than 17 times. Now, Mike Wright was included in there. I think Patrick Smith... And, and Rocco Griffin only had eight carries combined, which is ridiculous. Um, uh, so when you, when you look at that, it, it's, it's something where, okay, Vanderbilt, this is an advantage. I, I think this is the, Vanderbilt's run, rushing attack. I know they haven't blown anybody out of the water, but I think if Mike Wright can get going in that running game, he may not even have to throw the ball 15 times because Missouri's run defense is that bad. So my key number two for Vanderbilt, my, my key thing to watch is can they establish the run? My third and final thing to watch here in this Vanderbilt-Missouri matchup is: Can Vandy's defense contain Missouri's offense? And this is the million-dollar question—not not only in this game but all season long. And when, when when we preview these games, Missouri has put up over thirty points in every game this season, and in four out of the six games, they've put up over forty points. So their point outage has been ridiculous. And in in, in his presser earlier this week, Coach Lee talked about how Mississippi State should prepare them for what they're going to see for uh, against Missouri. So playing against that Mississippi State offense, Coach Lee has said that that should prepare them very well for Missouri. Maybe we see a different defensive scheme on Saturday. Maybe we see some adjustments. Jesse Minter, though, I still believe is going to have to send more blitzes in order to affect Connor Bazalek in the pocket. The Tigers have four different receivers with over 200 yards through the air, so Basilek has plenty of weapons. At his disposal. And if he's able to get get the ball to those guys, I I think Vanderbilt, I think this could go very similar to, to, to how the Mississippi State game went. So I just think Vanderbilt has a slight matchup advantage. You know, it's hard to say that, but I think they do in the run game. And most teams have because of how bad this Missouri run defense is. But Missouri has a gargantuan advantage in the passing game against Vanderbilt's defense. Vanderbilt's defense has not showed, shown that they can prevent uh, an up-tempo, highly, uh, up high-scoring offense to, to, from driving down the field. They haven't, they haven't been able to stop that. They haven't been able to stop Mississippi State. Uh, they, they were not able to stop Florida, obviously not Georgia. I mean, heck, Stanford even put up points on them. Of course, ETSU did. So a lot of it is, what have you done for me lately? And if if this Vanderbilt defense can find a way to create takeaways, I think they're in the game. But if Connor Basilek has all day back there and is able to dissect this defense, this could be another ugly Saturday at West End. Uh, So that is my third key. Can Vanderbilt's defense contain Missouri's offense? Without further ado, let's get to predictions now. Missouri – Coming into this game, we've talked about it. They're averaging 34 points per game, while Vandy is only averaging 13 points per game. And this Commodore offense has not done anything to make me think they can win this game. But Missouri's banged up, and and you know they they're, they've been struggling with injuries all throughout this season. But even coming into this game, they they have even more injuries. Uh, four players are doubtful, including. Uh, D.B. Sean Robinson and wide receiver Chance Looper, who we talked about. And then you tack on an additional five players who are questionable. I know they're coming off of their bye week, but Vandy, if you look at their schedule, they have won the response all season long. I go back to a 20-point loss at home to ETSU. What they do next, they beat Colorado State on the road in a tough environment. A 62-0 loss at home to Georgia. What they do next game, they came back at home and beat UConn. I know, yes, it's UConn, but they still came back at home and won a game. 42-0 loss at Florida. What what happened next game? They lost 21-20 to at South Carolina, but they put themselves in position to win that game, and they should have won that game. So it's hard saying they won the response that week, but they put themselves in position to win the response, and they should have won that game. And then, last week, what happened? 45-6 loss at home to Mississippi State. The question becomes, can Team 1 win the response again? And I think they do. I'm going to surprise you guys. I think Vandy beats Missouri 34-31 off of a game-winning Joseph Bulovis field goal. I think Mike Wright and this offense finally begin to click the way they can, and Missouri's banged-up defense just can't handle Will Shepard, Chris Pierce, and Cam Johnson. On top of that, Rocco Griffin and Patrick Smith I think they're going to have field days and Mike Wright as well. And Clarkley will pick up his first SEC win. Call me crazy, but I'm saying screw it. I haven't picked Vandy to win many games this season. I'm picking him to beat Missouri. I just feel it. I I really, this is a gut feeling. I'm going off my gut instinct. I think this could be a high scoring game, but I also think Vandy's defense will step up and continue to create turnovers, which will finally transfer momentum over the offense. I think they're going to finally put four, four, four quarters together. I think they're going to play complementary football. Missouri is giving up 286 rushing yards per game and 488 total yards per game this season. This Vanderbilt offense will put up points. They're going to produce. Everything's going to click. And, yes, I'm doing it. I'm picking Vandy to beat Missouri 34-31. Team one gets their first SEC win in the Clark Lee era. And Vandy may not win another game this season. I I would be surprised if, if, if they do. But I'm picking Vandy to beat Missouri. At the beginning of this season, I said Vanderbilt's going to find a way to pick up one SEC game. I could be completely wrong on this, but I'm sticking to my gut. I've got Vandy 34, Missouri 31, game-winning Joseph Boulivis field goal. We'll see how that goes. Uh, again, that that's uh, I haven't picked Vandy much this season, but uh, we'll see how that pick goes. I'll be watching very closely Saturday. Again, 3 o'clock Eastern time on the SEC Network. Missouri is a 16 and a half point favorite over Vanderbilt. All right, coming up, stay tuned because we've got Mitchell Forty, Missouri beat writer from PowerMizzou.com, joining the podcast. Uh, We we go through some of Missouri's injuries uh, coming into this one. He tells us more information about Connor Bazilek and how he's also been banged up this season, and we dive into kind of the history between these two teams. Two years ago, Vandy beat Missouri 21-14 in Nashville, but last season – Missouri beat Vanderbilt 41-0, and that resulted in Derek Mason being fired. So we talk about all that and much more coming right up here with Mitchell Forty, Missouri beat writer from powermazoo.com here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floor. Welcome back into The Door Report. I'm Billy Derrick, and I'm now happy to welcome into the podcast Mr. Mitchell Forty. He is uh, a Missouri beat writer for PowerMizzou.com, and he is uh, getting ready to cover Vanderbilt, Missouri, coming up this Saturday. That is a 3 p.m. Eastern time kick on the SEC Network. Mitchell, thanks for coming on. How you doing? I'm doing good, Billy. Thanks for having me. I want to start with the injuries, uh, Mitch, and, and coming into this game, uh, I think that was something that everyone noticed was the, the Missouri injury list, and wide receiver Chance Looper, DB Sean Robinson, and defensive lineman Johnny Walker are all listed as doubtful on the injury report heading into Saturday's game. And there are also several players listed as questionable. So how much do you think those injuries could impact Missouri uh, against Vanderbilt on Saturday?
0: I think it could have a bit of an impact. Um, you know, there's a couple areas that are definitely hit pretty hard wide receiver and cornerback being those, um, you know, at, at wide receiver, you've got Mookie Cooper listed as out. He's missed a couple of games, but I think I kind of thought he would be back after the buy. Uh, like you said, Chance Looper is doubtful. Barrett Bannister is questionable. So, um, they do have a good number of bodies at receiver, you know, and, and they're two leading receivers and, uh, in towski Dove and Kiki Chisholm should still be out there. So I don't think it's a huge deal, but something to keep an eye on. The, the bigger issue is definitely cornerback. Um, you've got Ennis Rakestraws out for the year. He tore his ACL about three weeks ago. Uh, he was a starter and he had been replaced by Ish Burdine, who is doubtful for this game, who had then been, been replaced by Allie Green, who is questionable for this game. <laughs> and then Chris Abrams-Strain and Sean Robinson had both kind of been playing that nickelback position. Chris Abrams-Strain, more of a third corner, Sean Robinson, more of a you know safety slash linebacker, but still they kind of played that same spot. So you you definitely are going to, I'm not really sure who you're going to see out there at corner. I would assume true freshman DJ Jackson will play quite a bit and maybe start up opposite Tulsa transfer at Caleb Evans. I know Vanderbilt hasn't you know thrown the ball with a ton of success, but uh, Missouri's uh, DBs that'll be out there Saturday will likely be uh, of the reserve variety.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So let's go with uh, quarterback Connor Bazelik now and this Missouri offense, they've been putting up, gargantuan numbers it's been pretty ridiculous to look at uh, what they've done offensively so let's talk about Like, what 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 can Vandy fans know about him and and some of what he's done this season I know he has seven interceptions he's been sacked seven times also so uh, I guess where's the barometer for him this season for for Mizzou fans and what they've expected from him
0: yeah, um, it's interesting. You know, the numbers are solid and especially we're, we're really solid early in the season. Like you mentioned, there's been some people not super satisfied with how he's played. And I think a big part of that is just, you know, when the team loses, the quarterback's going to get blame. And I really don't think Bazelak is in the top probably four or five or maybe even 10 issues on this team. I mean, the defense is, has been really bad. But he has struggled lately. And, you know, when you go into a bye, I think he played probably his worst game of his Missouri career against Texas AM, and then heading into a bye to give people two weeks to talk about it. I think he's going to feel a little heat to come out and prove something this week. And, and Eli Drinkwitz even said, you know, asked after the, the Texas AM and loss when, when Basilak threw two picks and no touchdowns, he said, look, Connor's our guy. He gives us the best chance to win. Then this week on Tuesday, he said, Connor's our guy and we have faith that he'll get it turned around, but you know, we also have some competition there and we need to, Basically, we need to have other guys ready, you know, just kind of letting them know like there is an, an end to the leash. So it's interesting. Uh, I do think Connor's been a little banged up, and and no one's been willing to admit that. But I mean, he's been walking around with a limp at times. He was he was solid last year. He started eight games. He was SEC Freshman of the Year. Um, You know, didn't throw a ton of touchdowns, but also didn't throw a ton of picks. Pretty accurate. This year, he's you know he's been fine. He's just he struggled lately with the ball security. That's been the big thing. You know, he's never been one to make a lot of um, you know downfield throws, risky throws, stuff like that. You know, he's he's not gonna fit a ball into a a window that makes your jaw drop but his calling card had been knowing where to go with the ball and getting it there accurately and when he struggled to do that but then still hasn't been throwing the ball downfield much I think his average depth of target last game was literally five yards which is not very good Um, you know that's kind of where the the frustration has come from.
1: You mentioned the Tigers defense and, and some of their struggles this season they're giving up 286 rushing yards per game this season what is it about the Tigers rush defense that you think has surrendered so many yards and do you think um, on the flip side that Vanderbilt could have some success on the ground like a lot of teams have?
0: Yeah, I mean, frankly, it's, I think it's a little bit of everything because it's not it's not just been, you know, tackling. It's not just been missed assignments. It's not just been players looking confused with the scheme. I mean, when, when you're giving up almost 300 rushing yards a game, it, it's pretty much everything, you know, I mean. You know, I think that we they did have a new defensive coordinator come in and Steve Wilkes, who did institute a new scheme. I'm sure there's been some some confusion there. They did lose Nick Bolton, who, you know, is a starter in the NFL, and I think leading all rookies in tackles. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's a significant loss. He made everyone look better for sure. They lost a couple of defensive linemen, a couple of safeties as well, who would have helped. But I also don't think this, I mean, like, you know, we, we have this debate all the time, obviously, you know, on the mess sports of thing and stuff. Like people are saying, you know, it's just the talent, it's not just talent, because this is right. not the least talented run defense in the power five but that's where it's stacking up statistically so um, you know i i am curious to see how it looks out of the bye but yeah i mean like i definitely think that vanderbilt should have a chance to run on this defense because literally everyone else has you know i mean Semo <laughs> southeast missouri was able to run for almost 300 yards granted most of that did come um you know against backups late in the game that like, Missouri had kind of taken its foot off the gas in that one but still i mean it has given up rushing success to everyone so yeah i think until they prove otherwise that, that vanderbilt has a chance to replicate that
1: Mitch, I want to go back to two years ago. Vanderbilt uh, beat Missouri 21-14 in Nashville, uh, but last season the Tigers demolished Vanderbilt 41 nothing in a crazy game where we saw the first uh, woman in a college football game. Just And then, but that game eventually resulted in Derek Mason being fired. So there was a lot going on in that one last season, but I think what it comes down to is Missouri was the last team Vanderbilt beat uh, in the SEC. So, How much of last season's result do you take into account when you look at this Saturday's matchup? Do you look at that and say, okay, uh, Missouri is still outmatching Vanderbilt here, or do you see maybe some differences there between the two years?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't take too much into account because last year was crazy, you know, in Mm every regard. The only thing, I mean, like, you know, my way of looking at it is like, man, I I watched that Vanderbilt team last year, and granted that, you know, things were a little bit out of sorts in that game, like you mentioned, I think it's, you know, fair to to question where the morale of that team was at, but I was like, man, that, that was a bad team. And I think the talent has not gotten better and maybe mm-hmm. gotten a little worse since then. So, you know, Mizzou certainly, it would be troublesome to lose this game. But no, I mean, I'm not drawing too many conclusions off of that per se. You know, I, I definitely think that, I mean, I'm, I, I'd be stunned if it's not closer than 41 nothing. I think Vanderbilt will be able to score some points on this defense. Um, so, yeah, that's about the extent of it.
1: Gotcha. So when when Coach Drinkwoods puts in the Vandy film, we just touched a little bit on Vandy. Who are some of the players that, that you think could cause some, some problems for, for, for Missouri? Because you look at, look at Vanderbilt and uh, you look at Missouri, there's a big difference between the offensive production there. But uh, in terms of some of those guys, who do you think are some of those players that can make an impact?
0: Yeah, you know, obviously I've I've not, you know, watched any film of Vanderbilt or anything like that, but just look at their numbers and stuff. I mean, I know that, you know, Mike Wright is maybe not considered quite as much of a passing uh, threat as Ken Seals, although their numbers through the air are similar, but I mean, if he can run, that that could be an issue for Missouri because like we said, they can't stop the run. And when you can involve the quarterback in the run game, it just makes it more confusing for the defense, you know, has more players they have to account for. And Mizzou hasn't faced a lot of rushing threats at quarterback this season, but has been susceptible. Um, You know, Kentucky's will, Levis picked up several big first downs on the ground. And then I mentioned Southeast Missouri, they had a running quarterback who accounted for a good bit of their yardage. So um, yeah, I think that's definitely something to watch. You know, other than that, like I, I, I you know, I'm not going to say I know that much about Vandy specific personnel.
1: Just, just go ahead and admit it uh, right up yeah. front. <laughs> Mitch, I want to go to uh, predictions now and Missouri in this game, they are 16 and a half point favorite over unders at 62 and a half. So Vegas uh, is looking at a lot of points in this one. Not sure about you, but I would hammer the over. I think we could see more points with because I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of defense uh, between these two teams. So what do you think is going to happen in Nashville uh, tomorrow? Got a three Eastern time kick on the SEC network, Mizzou or Vandy? Yeah, I definitely think
0: there will be some points. I know there is some talk of rain in the forecast, but frankly, I don't think that should be. I mean, it's it's 2021. It's not like it messes up the fields as long as, you know, it's not like a monsoon or something like (laughs) that. Vanderbilt should still be able to hand off and move the ball Mizzou should be fine. Like, I think there will be a good number of points scored. I'm, I kind of go both ways around the spread. Like, um, you know, Mizzou actually has not covered the spread since beating Vanderbilt last year. They have failed to cover at 10 consecutive wow. games. But I kind of, I've kind of decided, partially as a joke, but also I, I just, this is also backing up my pick that Vanderbilt's going to be the exception that proves the rule that Mizzou can't prove the spread. Like <laughs> they can cover against Vandy, but no other teams. So I, I, right now I, I have a preview story you know up on our site that says I think I picked Mizzou forty-one twenty.
1: Gotcha. Forty-one twenty. That's Mitchell's pick. Uh, enjoy the trip to Nashville if you're making it. You, you coming down to Nashville? I'm
0: not actually. No. Um, you know, I was planning on it, but with the post game media just being on Zoom, uh, you know, I can I can do that from here. So right. I didn't really feel like it was worth the money.
1: Got your TV right in front of you too. I'm sure. So so you'll you'll be fine. Mitch, thanks for coming on. And uh, again, enjoy your coverage this weekend. Thank you. Well, that does it for episode one twenty of the Door Report. Big thanks to Mitchell forty. From powermazoo.com helping us preview the Missouri-Vanderbilt matchup on Saturday. Again, it is a 3 o'clock Eastern time kickoff on the SEC Network, so definitely looking forward to that matchup. For myself, Billy Derrick, and Mitchell Forty, you've been listening to Episode 120 of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors.